Hey everybody, welcome back to my second episode of Virtual Coffee. Um, I'm so excited to be here with a really special guest today. Um, I've got a good friend, Paul Larson. Um, Paul is a talented speaker, executive coach, and a published author. And as an imposter syndrome survivor, Paul has successfully coached hundreds of leaders and teams to overcome their fear of feeling like a fake and a fraud to find their confident voice as a leader. Paul's funny yet practical life experiences led him to author his inspiring and award-winning book, Find Your Voice as a Leader. From flipping burgers on Main Street to leading HR for Wall Street, Paul has continually reinvented his voice throughout his life so that he can thrive within the uncertainty of our crazy world. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today for Virtual Coffee. <laughs> Esty, who is that who you introduced? I don't even know that person. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, talk about, uh, wow, talk about imposter syndrome. Whenever, I think, when, uh, you know, next to hearing yourself on tape, the next thing <laughs> in life where you don't like to hear maybe is having yourself introduced, right? It just right. <laughs> Like, is that really me? Is that really me? That's <laughs> totally you. Yes. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. I, it's an honor and uh, it's a privilege. And I am I'm just so, so, so happy that you asked me. And I'm so excited for you on virtual coffee. So you can, can go in Thank and you. drink our Joe and our Java and have a fun discussion. Yep. I'm actually having LaCroix because it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I don't want to be up all night. But Yeah, I'm, I'm joining you on that. Hopefully That's exactly what I have to. <laughs> okay. Um, Paul, before we get started, I would just love to know how you're doing, like no bullshit, how you're doing. Um, it's been a crazy time and how are you? Well, you know what I love around, you know, haven't we just broken open? I mean, oh my goodness, as a world, as a society, as a nation, as a community, and as individuals. I mean, uh, when, when, you, when you ask the question, how are you? We used to answer that with, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? I know. And we can't answer that that way anymore. We need to be much more genuine with how we answer that because the question itself, um, the question itself, requires that and i think when i when i hear that question whew, um i i think i have allowed myself to break open i've allowed myself to be messy in the swirl mm. of today um i've had it probably like most people i've had every emotion run rampant I've tried to be very intentional with how I set my, my days. And sometimes that has to come down to hours. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, of mm -hmm. segmenting that out, but overall I could say that I'm, I'm very deliberate and I'm being very deliberate with how I serve myself and how I serve others through everything we are going through and will go through because this, right. That's what I think the other part that we need to recognize through this. So thank you for asking that. 
and thank you for allowing me to to answer that in 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 such a um, a deeper way than what we we've been used to in uh, in in today's world. I'll right. ask I'll ask that right back to you. How are you? I am. You know, it's funny is I've always sort of prided myself on being good at being self-aware and not that there's not always room for growth. Um, but I feel like I've done a lot of internal work and I know how to name my emotions. And I usually know what's triggering me if something's bothering me. And I swear lately, it just feels I I saw this word the other day and I was like, that's what I am. I'm weary, mm. weary, like not yep. weary as in I'm, I'm sad. I mean, I'm sad about a lot that's going on in the world and I feel a bit powerless, but um, which is uh, has to do with some of the things I'm going to ask you today. <laughs> but um, I'm holding space to be weary and allowing myself to feel sad. But at the same time, I have this sort of bubbling um, hope and optimism that we can do better than this mm-hmm. um, as people. And I think I can't let go of that. So so it's paradoxical. <laughs> I'm weary and hopeful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. And really glad that my daughter's out of school for the summer, so I don't have to share my office anymore. So there's a, <laughs> that's the bright side. Right, <laughs> thank right, you. right. Thank we, you for asking. Absolutely. Um, and we take the 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 small and the large victories, right? Exactly. And just they're just victories now. Um, yes. And and appreciate that. Yeah, I think weary is you know it's it's a very powerful word. Words are you know incredibly powerful. Words have a lot of intention. They have a, a tremendous amount of, of meaning, and um, I think, and, and, and I think, as a society, we we're just used to sometimes just throwing words around, just 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 all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Um, I think weary is a very powerful word because it, it it to your point it conjures up lots of different definitions, feelings, mm-hmm. colors, mm-hmm. Um, all sorts <laughs> of things, and I just think it's 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 it, it you know. I think a lot of people would share that and perhaps having ha- even have their own finesse on what that is to them. Hmm. Yeah. It's different than tired. It's. Yeah. No, there's a it's weary. <laughs> it's weary. You know, and when you say weary, the, one of the first things that came to mind is, you know, I think a lot of the, you know, we can, you, you want to talk on so many, there's so many layers of, there's so many, you know, I just did a, 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 a wonderful uh, workshop with with a group of wonderful managers on Monday, and we did this layers of of change, layers of transi- transition. Of, we identified three: the global oh, wow. and the community, and then yourself, right? But mm. there's like also multiple, and whether we call it change or transition. And one manager said, "You know, I like to think of it as interruptions. There's like mm. layers of interruptions. Like the world has been interrupted." And, and, and that led us to some discussions about how you lead around that. But there's a weariness that comes with that, whether it be the COVID, whether it be 
um, the political fighting, um, and or whether it be certainly the the racial and the injustice and and yeah. inequalities and things, that to me is actually makes me weary because how long does this have to go on? How you know? Yeah. It you know the the COVID will 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 peak in valley and we'll, we'll we'll deal with that and it certainly has been tragic on its own and you know mm-hmm. and the politicalness is the political piece and that will but the the that, the inequality that exists and and all of these things that you know how long does this have to continue and that's weary um, and I think people are to your point I think people are finally hitting that wall of like we have to change our thoughts around this before we even change our actions. Right. We have to unlearn. Yeah. And then relearn. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I, 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 read um, this, I read this somewhere or I heard it somewhere, really. We were, you know, we're a nation that was built on rebellion. We were built mm. out of rebellion. We are built on rebellion. We have had that. It, it's our history. So that's sort of like how it, it's been our history of, of, what, of, of how we change. So we probably need that and we probably need to do that. I don't know if we've had a lot of that. I'm speaking for myself here in my own life, in, in my own mm-hmm. in, in the decades, but we've been built on rebellion and that's what's occurring. And I think people have finally just said enough's enough. The weariness has to stop. We don't want right. to be weary anymore about that. What are you hearing? I'm curious if you've heard anything surprising. You talk to people, um, you've got coaching clients and people that you talk to on a regular basis. Is there anything surprising that you're hearing from your clients right now? Surprising. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. But when I really maybe think about it, is it really surprising? I'm not sure. And and, and let me give an example. Um, or no, let me just leave it at that. How's that? <laughs> no, okay, let me, okay. <laughs> let me give an example. Um, some of my clients, my coaching clients uh, that I work with, um, they're struggling. They're struggling with everything that's been going on. They started, you know, they 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 it's hard to separate everything now. And I think as, you know, again, going back to, going back to our world, um, even as recent as December or November of last year, Mm -hmm. we could could kind of separate things. We could put things in their, in their, in their pillars or in their, in their box or whatever it is. Compartments. Sure. Compartments. Thank you. Mm -hmm. COVID kind of took all that away. And then when you when you when you added in the pandemic pause that we went through and the chaos and 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 the loss and all the things the loss of actual people and the loss of sort of the the way we did things and what we could mm-hmm. do and then you added in all of Black Lives Matter and and the racial injustice and all of that it blends into our lives we no longer it's you know we've been talking about this for a long time we we don't, it's not about work life balance anymore folks no such thing. It's just about how do we blend all of this and integrate it into our lives. And so my surprise has been in a very good way that some of my clients have struggled with how to blend these things together, how to show up, how to be present, 
how to deal with, you know, their own um, triggers around, yeah. around their feelings and then be there for their family, friends, much less their organization, their team, their community. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's, that's key. I think right. that's been surprising because it's been at the forefront and it's been wonderful. It's actually a wonderful surprise. Um, I think if there's one thing that's becoming increasingly evident from Black Lives Matter and from, and from the pandemic pause, as you put it, is that it's going to be impossible for us as employees to leave our emotions and our baggage at the door when we show up for work. Um, because it's just, you know, our emotions are part of who we are, but I think that historically emotions get a bad rap when it comes to the workplace. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, of course, depending on the, the culture and, and the leadership, but, um, I don't think it's going to be possible anymore to expect people to show up for work and be a certain way and behave in a certain way and not acknowledge their feelings and their emotions that they're going through as humans with everything that's going on. We're all impacted by this and we're all in it together. It sounds cliche, but you know how we choose to experience it is going to be different. What we choose to do with it is going to be different. Yeah. I mean, to your point, any organization, let's just take the organization level. Cause that's what, that's what we know so well too. And that's what a lot of folks <laughs> deal with is, sure. is whatever, wherever they work. Um, but any organization that tries to keep this separate and, 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 and doesn't come in and try to wrestle with these dynamics, these mm -hmm. issues, these, questions um and and try to evolve their culture around the the new future for themselves the new landscape run get out of there <laughs> seriously you know it's like and yeah. i know that not everyone can do that because i understand sure. that but any organization that from an iq and an eq the emotional intelligence the eq piece that mm -hmm. will not look at blending those together and how we manage and how we're aware of that will not be, to me, to me, will not be an organization that will be able to survive in the future mm -hmm. and adapt. So I do think, I, I to your point, I I think people are becoming really aware. And you, the old, that old model, it's, it's old of mm -hmm. leaving from home and going to work and you leave it, it's separate. That's gone. Mm -hmm. We're all, to yeah. your point, we're all now... We're all one being. And what did COVID do? What did COVID do? COVID said, okay, you go to, you, you go, you stay home and work. All of a sudden right. it's all one. And for some right. folks that wasn't a big, wasn't a big, that wasn't a big change because they, some folks had been doing that. And then all of a sudden there's all this, there's all this like, oh, how do we, how do we manage? How do we manage like <laughs> remote workers? It's like, well, number one, don't call them remote workers, right? Again, words are intentional. Do not call them remote workers. But how do we manage virtually? And, you know, and then it's like, okay, that kind of subsides. And I mean, pretty soon you show there's organizations can be incredibly adaptable and incredibly resilient if they choose to be. But the ones that don't choose to be will be the ones that will, I think, struggle and always go upstream in the future. And the, and 
and um, and and it, it you know they won't they won't be as successful or won't be successful. That's an excellent point. There's a quote, and I'm going to hack it up because I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it's a Darwin quote, and he it's basically it's not the strongest of the species that survives; it's the ones that are most able to adapt. Oh, and yeah. I think it's it's just yeah. spot on for what we're seeing right now. It's yeah. um, survival of the adaptive. <laughs> survival of the fittest the survival of the fittest in terms of how you adapt absolutely absolutely it's, um, like, it's like how you deal with that I, I absolutely concur so this is something that I've been struggling with and I don't currently I don't currently lead a team of people I have led teams in the past mm-hmm. um, but I work as part of a team and I'm curious what advice you have for people people that want to show up and want to be good team leaders and be part of the solution, but that are feeling weary and have their own burdens that they're dealing with. Um, what advice do you have for leaders that want to show up for their team, but that are, that are also dealing with their own challenges around everything that's happening? Sure. L M T L. Okay. That's it. Okay. Do you want to know what that means? Yes, <laughs> I'm typing it. I'm taking notes. Yeah. Don't you love me as a guest? Oh, this is like, <laughs> who is this guy? LMTL. Listen more. Talk, talk less. less. I, um, I can't tell you that if you listen more to yourself, to your team, to to your community, um, to what's going on, and you digest it, you you integrate that, and you talk less. It's the old Stephen Covey quote of, you know, most people mm-hmm. um, listen to reply; they don't listen to understand. Yes. And if you want to show up to your to your specific question about how you show up, um, how you show up to your team and be present and and be a be a wonderful force and supporter, right, to your team, listen more and talk less. And that means not listening to reply. So when somebody is having a dialogue or conversation with you. You're not thinking of the next thing to say, and you're already saying it before they're even finished with their words, right? That you mm-hmm. actually are listening to understand. You're actually acknowledging them. You're actually validating them. So much of where we're at as a society is because we have not treated people with recognition. We have not treated people with acknowledgement. We have not treated people as peers or equals and look where we're at mm-hmm. and i mean you don't have to go very far nowadays to to go to go to you know flip anything on and there's just screaming going on all the time and it's that's been going on for quite a while it's oh, just so just, divisive oh yeah. my gosh and just screaming and if, so i can't get my point across that way i'm just gonna scream louder right i mean it's just mm-hmm. incredible um but as a manager or leader you know if you're weary and you're tired 
and you're fatigued and you're like, I, wow, you know, that's okay. Be there. Meet your team where they are. Don't try to be above them. Another hmm. word I can't stand, um, and and I use I, I I with with the managers I work with the the clients I work with, I have them reframe this or and reframe this word subordinate. That word is hmm. still used in organizations. I still see it. I still hear it. Sure. Even in organizations that are what I consider fairly um, progressive, we'll still use that mm-hmm. word. And it just is a terrible word to me. It's a terrible word, subordinate. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just speaks of less than. Sure. It speaks of I'm higher than you. It speaks of, you know, I'm, you know, the, the people that report to me, um, the people that are below me. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> so throw many that out. connotations. Yeah, throw that out. <laughs> Just, just listen more, talk less, just go in, go into the, you know, go onto your, go onto your virtual meetings or whatever your work area is nowadays and just say, I'm going to listen. I want to listen. And when you do talk, be intentional with what you're saying. You know, have have a question, have a comment, um, whatever it might be. It's not about always showing your knowledge and pontificating and just, just to like have a conversation again. That's what we've been missing too. You know, actual conversations, actual <laughs> conversations that mean something um, about how we relate as people. You know, I, right. I, I still even even before COVID and 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 our current situation we're in. Um, I still, when I was coaching coach clients and coach leaders. You know, they, they, you know, sometimes I'll get the occasional question, how do I get to know my team better? How do I get to know them? How do they trust me? How do I build those relationships? And I, and I ask my clients, I go, well, how would you? How do you get to know anybody better? How right. do you get, you know, how you meet somebody on a plane? How do you get to know them for the two hours you're sitting on a plane? Nowadays, we may not be on planes anymore. We may be, you know. Right. But, but, <laughs> we can still ask questions. Still, you know. And they go, well, I would ask questions or I, you know, ask them. And I said, well, you do the same thing with people on your team, right? You just build relationships. You know, it's, I I call it the relationship dashboard. You know, Mm. um, I love organizations. I'm a product of, of, of many wonderful organizations, incredible organizations. And that's where I've learned everything. But we, um, we have dashboards for everything. Dashboards for product. Dashboards for releases, dashboards for process, dashboards for profits and losses, dashboards, dashboards. (laughs) But we don't have a dashboard for how we relate to one another and or how me as a leader or I as a leader relate to the people that I, I need to have relationships with, a relationship dashboard. So one of the first things I do is I just have a, uh, I have a, myself included on, I've done this myself. I just have a leader list out all your critical relationships in an organization. Is it 5, 10, 15, 20, 40? List all the names out. List them all out. And, and I'm not talking about org charts. I'm just talking about names of people. Okay. You know, what's their role? Why are they important to you? 
in that relationship? You know, what's the reason? You know, it's not just they report to you. What do they bring? What's the value of that relationship? Much like a dashboard does for a product. We talk about all sure. these things. And then I have them grade the relationship on, a, on just a standard letter grade, A through F, right? And like, where does that relationship stand? You know, how would you grade that relationship? And so it's amazing to me. We do this exercise early, usually early on in the um, in the in my in my partnership with them, and they might you know, roughly have, let's say, they have twenty five critical relationships. Not everybody they know in the organization. It's amazing to me that out of that twenty five, seventy five percent or more will be D's. They'll grade them as D's. They will self grade. Hmm. Hmm. And it's 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 really revealing to say they'll they'll see that and they'll think, wow, I've got a lot of work to do. I just let the relationship happen. I'm not intentional about intentional exactly, exactly about about nurturing it or developing it. It just happens, and we run into each other in meetings or now it's going to be all virtual right now. But you right. know, we just let it happen. I'm like, why would you just let it happen if it's a critical relationship? At, at at that you need this person for, and they bring value. Why would you just let it happen? We don't do that in our lives, you know. Right. So so it's a it's a wonderful um, way for people just to sort of like think about, wow, that's right. You know, how do I develop and nurture those relationships? And that that comes into just how it goes back to your original question was, how do I show up, and and how can I how can I be present in my organization and, and really sort of build the trust and respect, you know, for, as a leader, as a leader or as, as my brand. Right. Right. That's the key. That's the key. And that, well, you know, come on, what more can we ask for? Right. That's it. What more can we ask for? (laughs) Well, simple, but not easy. Right. (laughs) Right. No, it takes work. Because as yeah. you and I both know, as as organization development professionals, as people that are that 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 coach, as people that are in learning development, you and I both know that it just happens. People, things just happen in organizations, and then people sure. wake up, they wake up one day and like, well, how come I'm here ten years? I came here, I just was going to stay a year. Now I'm here ten years, and in those right. ten years. How come I'm not further along in my career? Or how come I haven't had that success? Or how come it's because they've just let it happen? They've just, it's just like, they've just sort of been, they just show up and they might do an adequate job. It's not about their performance. Sure. But they're not intentional with building who they are, their presence, their brand, their, their style, their legacy. Their voice. Their voice. (laughs) Thank you. Somebody wrote a book on that, I think. Somebody wrote a book on that. I think so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but that's it. I mean, and I learned that. I you see, that's it. I the good (laughs) the good news is I love is when I when I when I talk to folks that I love to talk to like you, it brings back so many things that so many (laughs) like things I've done in my life. It's like I'm I'm a I'm a collection. Of failures, mistakes, and successes. I'm a, oh, I love that. Know. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wait, can you say that again? Oh yeah, I, that's a good one, huh? I like that. I just I'm I just, a collection. I'm a collection yeah. of failures and mistakes and successes. 
I love that. <laughs> and the key is, yeah, the key is not being victimized by those and right. recognizing the successes and learning from the mistakes and the failures. That's life, right? That's, that's right. Life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then integrating it and how do we. Yeah. Integrating it and, and, and recognizing it. What, you know, what I, I think, unfortunately, organizations sometimes I, you know, um, will try to like, okay, that's okay. You made a mistake, blah, 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 or, you know, bad, bad, bad. And then, and then we move on from that. Right. Cause we don't want to like go into that and, and dwell our, in that and dwell space yeah. because it felt that, you know, it's already <laughs> sad and, 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 you know, frustrating. And so like, Unpleasant. Yeah. But, but to really go back there and, and think about it and to really look and take what you can then move on. Don't dwell on it. Don't stay in the past. I, I don't believe in anchoring in the past at all. Past can't change it. It's it's easy. Yep. It's 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 easy to, to hide in the past, and people do. No, 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 no. But but you dismantle that, and you dismantle what happened, and you take what you can from it, and then move on. Hmm. And especially, of course, for our mistakes that we make, and and that's what I've done. You know, I've I've I I, I I'm human. I can sometimes get caught. Like anyone else, uh, certainly with 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 the feelings of inadequacy or the feelings of um, uh, weariness or mm. the feelings of of not being good enough or the feelings of just overwhelm. But it's like you know what? Hold on, Paul. You've gotten to where you're at today. You're yeah. you've got to appreciate your value, um, and then and then move on from that. And then and then and then go forward and and it always works for me. It's it's like a it's like a little pivot you have to do and you have to do it in your mind. You can go take action mm. on doing something, but you want to start with your mind because that's where it has to change first, you know, before any action will stick. Right, right. But you can't just do it on autopilot. No. Yeah, I, I agree. There, I've yeah. learned that the hard way. Right. Well, look what happens every. Um, Every December, right? People make their resolutions for the new year, right? And, and, you know, and a lot of people make resolutions that they're going to get healthier. So what do they do? Come January, they join a gym, and I don't know what that will look like next year, right? We don't know, right? Um, right. But, but they would join a gym and they go and they work out and they do their thing and they do their legs and they do their arms and they do all the conditioning and they ride their little bike and the treadmill and all that stuff. Good. <laughs> good you know right. and, and they like it and they bought new gym clothes and it's a whole bit tracking goes, oh. it with their fitness trackers exactly yeah. oh they got their fit yeah. yeah. and they got oh of course they got all that that's stuff, me right? yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's all of us it's a lot of us right and you can replace gym with anything around new year's resolutions right and then what happens in february what what you know those gyms all of a sudden that were so packed for for january and maybe the first couple weeks in february come mid to late February, those gyms are kind of empty again, except for the consistent level of people that the regulars that have been there because, right. and it happens every year, right? We talk about it and we laugh about it because people did not change their mindset. They hmm. didn't change their thinking. They just went right to action and the action doesn't stick. It's not sustainable. Hmm. You know, we get the, the national Institute of science did a study back in 2005 and I use this in some of my in some of my talks and they said the average adult K 
can process up to 60,000 thoughts, different thoughts a day. 60,000. Wow. Um, and some are going to have more or less than that, but it's you know usually about 60,000. Um, of those, you know, of those like thoughts, right, that come in, there's something like 95% are negative. Are wow. no, have a negative connotation to them. And something like 85% are thoughts from the day before. We just keep thinking the same thoughts. And that is why when you, when you look at that, you think about all these thoughts that we have and how many of them can be, we have a negative a negativity bias, right? I mean, you just you don't have to go very far to say all that. Hmm. And then the thoughts are repeatable. That's why mindfulness can work really well is because we have to kind of shower our mind. We have to, it's like not brushing your teeth for four days. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> you know, we have to be able to, we have to be able to, to, to cleanse our mind hmm. and reset, that's where, reset yeah. retune, reboot, whatever, you know, absolutely. Hmm. And that's key. That's, and especially that's key right now. Because we're getting thoughts and we're getting all this stuff. We're getting hammered. Bombarded. Bombarded. Yeah. And you know, can you know a lot of the a lot of the your um your, a lot of the folks are the mindful mindfulness practitioners are saying, filter your news. Don't don't stop the news, but filter the news. Hmm. You know, to to really kind of just like do what you need to do to keep up to date, but that's it. And because the, because the news is just, it's just constant and it's constant. It has a negativity bias. If you really look at headlines, you look at taglines, yeah. it's all like what sells. Yep. If it bleeds, it, it leads. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. 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 So that's, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you Oh, off. no, go ahead. I just said so. <laughs> I don't want to listen to respond. I want to listen to understand. <laughs> Totally guilty of that, a, though. A plus, A plus. <laughs> um, but, so you've given us some, you've actually given me a lot to think about, and I appreciate it. Um, one of my last questions for you was going to be around what skills you think are most essential right now. Um, and I think you've touched on that with listening and being intentional with our with our words and our thoughts and our actions. Are there any other pieces of advice that you have as far as skills that we should be focusing on fine tuning right now, <laughs> not to give ourselves more to um, stress about being inadequate, but. Pick one. I know. <laughs> Pick a skill, any skill. Have I got a skill for you? Have I got a, and I've got a skill for you and I've got a skill for you. Um, you know, no, it, it, it's a great question. I, I think based on, based on, you know, sort of my own experience, um, you know, my own sort of, of frame of reference, my own needs and expectations, and then what I'm experiencing with my clients and with the community that I serve the skill of curiosity is underrated. Mm. You know, I, 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 as a coach, one of the first things you, you learn is how you, how you sit 
in a state of inquiry. Hmm. You, you, you sit with your clients and actually yourself as the client first. And you sit in a state of inquiry asking questions that reveal, that allow you and your client to reveal the knowledge that they have within themselves, the ideas they have within themselves, the resiliency they have within themselves. So that, that state of inquiry, which comes from a curiosity, mm -hmm. and it comes from the growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so to me, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful. When I work with my clients, and this includes myself, um, we work on that, that, that curiosity. How curious are you? And, and what do you need to do? And those, those people that sit in a fixed mindset, and, and, and if you think about a fixed mindset, think of somebody who is holding their fists clenched as tight as they can. And when right. you clench your fists, it just hurt. It, 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 everything tenses up. And, and, you know, and begins your, 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 your hands begin to ache and it just, everything is tense up. That's a fixed mindset. It's fearful. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 I don't want to know because or judgmental I, even. Yeah. I know it all. Right. So the fixed mindset is the opposite of being curious. And if you think about where we are today as a society and, and, and community, we've made incredible strides from technology, a technological advancement because of that curious mind. But we still have so many strides to make from a societal advancement because of our lack of curiosity about each other. Mm -hmm. We stick in our same place and we point fingers and it's like, ooh, you're different than me. I don't like that. Right. I'm scared of that. I'm fearful of that. And that's a fixed mindset. So I think first and foremost, in order to really thrive in our in 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 this in this age of disruption, age of chaos, just what we're at right now, and it will be this way. Have that curiosity, ask those questions, seek to understand, listen to understand. That's one of the that's one of the skills I think I I try to subscribe to. And I work with work with the clients as well um, to to be curious because people say, "Oh, I you know I love you know I, I I'm curious." It's like how how right. because if you're truly curious, your curiosity will take you out of your comfort zone, not keep you in it. Hmm. When I when somebody says they're curious. And then I ask about their comfort zone and when's the last time they stepped out of their comfort zone and did mm -hmm. something courageous and they, Oh, I don't do that a lot. Well then I'm not sure how well we're, we're grading that curiosity there. Right. <laughs> so we work on that together. Um, so that's, I think curiosity for me. So curious. So stay curious, stay curious, ask questions. Right. I love that. Learn, <laughs> learn, learn. It doesn't mean you agree. It doesn't sure. mean, you know, just because, Things are, you know, just because you're finding out new things, you're finding out new things in the world. You're finding out new things about people. You're finding out new things about the, about, about, about society and how we operate 
and nature and everything in the environment. Just because we find all this out, Esty, doesn't mean we have to agree with it. That's the other part of a, of a curious mind. It, it, it allows us to figure stuff out. And, and then like, wow, you know, I don't, I, I, now that I really understand it, this is kind of how I'm thinking about it. Great. Right. Great. That's, a, that's, that's, that's an incredible way to come to some conclusions about, about the world and about yourself. So yeah, I, um, curiosity. And I do mm-hmm. think it's, it's, it's really underrated because it just lose you know, it loses, it's, it, it gets lost in the, we need to communicate this or we need to do this and do this. I get all that. We have to. But curiosity actually leads to a lot of those things if we open our mind up. That's the one. Yeah. Thing. Wow. That's powerful. I, I appreciate that. Especially as a mother of a nine-year-old, I'm always well, you know encouraging what? her to ask questions. Kids are that way, right? Kids are, you know how we, yeah. we, we hear that, right? Kids are they haven't been socialized exactly. to stop asking Hello. questions yet. <laughs> I mean, that's that you know that has been studied for, and it, it's so. I I still find it so interesting. Kids are naturally curious. Mm-hmm. Kids are naturally creative, and then what happens? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> then you you're expected to know everything when you're an adult, <laughs> or you exactly. think you're expected to know everything. <laughs> we have such strong norms in our society. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, strong, and that's what organizations do too. That's what organizations do too. They can have such strong cultures of how things get done and, and, right. and, and really norms of that, that they don't even allow for curiosity for curiosity's sake. They'll allow questions and they'll want questions, but only if it's going to show us this way, because <laughs> that, that, because t- it's messy. It's messy. Right. When you got people like asking questions and trying to figure stuff out and everyone's got to get their own mind. Some leaders don't like that. Oh, no, 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 no. You've all got to kind of follow. And, and if you're all kind of asking questions, I can't control that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it can, it can get really messy, but that's where true growth comes from. Hmm. That's where true success comes from, both from an organizational level, team level, an individual level. No question. Curiosity. I love it. We could do a whole episode on curiosity, probably. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our next one. You know, I, I just think it's, 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 I've really kind of discovered it. It's funny you mentioned, it's, your question really hit me. Um, I've really, I've rediscovered curiosity. Hmm. I think through all of this, um, through the last few months, you know, I, it's kind of funny. I, I was training a group of managers on Monday and um, we, I laughed with them because I said, have you, have you ever been in a workshop where they say, you know, what would the 25-year-old Paul tell the 50-year-old Paul? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, we laughed about that. And I said, guess what? We've lived that 25 years from January to June. I mean, we've to lived now. it to now, right? And and, and, and so I asked them, what have you learned since January? Go back to January 4th. Think of that day. That was like a, probably a weekday, I think it was. And it was before kind of everything, it certainly was before everything started kind of happening with where we sure. are. Um, but it was all brewing. It was all kind of already bubbling. But just think about that. And then 
go up to where we are now. What is one thing you've learned? You know, and it's amazing what, what people were saying. They were like, I've learned I can depend on myself more. Wow. I've learned I've been able to actually be adaptable. I've learned I could take on certain burdens and, 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 and get, get them through, get through them successfully. I mean, it's incredible. And those are what a 25 year old would tell a 50 year old, right? Like, I mean, but we've, yeah, we accelerated the learning process. (laughs) We've accelerated. And there's no question in my mind that the reason for so much of the success of these people, these individuals, and, and you, you know, those of us that you and I are talking, you and I, and the folks that we work with or the folks that we, that, that we coach, um, it's because they were curious to figure out how am I going to get through it? How am I going to do this? I got to figure this out. I'm going to look at this. Right. I'm gonna, they didn't just sit there and crawl under a table. They had to figure it out and they were curious. That curiosity came out. It became part of their DNA immediately. It was always there. But it had sure. to be unveiled and like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? It's it, people will say, oh, it's survival or it's fight or flight or it's courage. I don't care what you call it. It comes <laughs> from the heart of curiosity, being able to figure it out and being able to say, I'm going to ask the questions until I get this. I'm going to reach out to people. I'm going to, you know, wow, that's, that's, you know, if anything, that, that shows a level of inquiry and just sort of that ability to ask questions and and figure stuff out that then lends itself to success. Paul, thank you so much. This has been Wow, um, this has gone so fast. It's gone fast and I feel like I got so many little nuggets of wisdom from from you. Um I really appreciate your time and I hope that you stay well and stay curious. And Absolutely. I hope that we get to cross paths soon. I hope to see you virtually soon too. Absolutely, Esty. This has been an honor and it's been wonderful just just uh, chatting with you over virtual coffee or virtual LaCroix um, um, <laughs> today. Love to stay in contact and um, I, I welcome it. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Paul. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.